The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry talk all about AEW Wrestle Dream and the debut of Adam Copeland. That's right, formerly Edge in the WWE is now All Elite in AEW. Also, we get into NXT No Mercy right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Obviously, this morning we're talking about uh, a lot of Wrestle Dream, a lot of what we saw from Adam Copeland, him making his debut during or at the end of that main event last night and then we heard from tony khan we played some sound from tony khan played some sound from adam copeland but i want to play a little bit more sound from adam copeland as well and the key word and he said it a little bit in the last the last segment a little bit about fun but i think another f word is freedom and this is what adam copeland had to say last night after wrestle dream and I look at an entire fresh roster of faces and, and so many talent that I've never laid hands on before. And that, that to me, as a person who is uh, driven by challenges, that for me was the biggest thing. Like, I've never been in a ring with Samoa Joe. I've never stood in a ring with Sting before tonight. And then I see a guy like Nick Wayne or I see Swerve. There's, there's just so many possibilities here. And for me at this stage of my career, that is so enticing. That is so exciting. That is so, uh, you know, I, I said it out there <clears throat> after the fact, when I came back out there tonight, I felt free. I, I, that's just the word that, that like I, I felt free and it felt fun. And I felt almost like the same feeling I would have when I'd, I'd come out for my indie shows you know, back when I was either Adam Impact or Sexton Hardcastle or something. And it was this brand new thing that I always wanted to do. And, and, and that feeling, I felt it out there tonight. And that, at this stage of my career, to feel that, that's special. And Bully, uh, you know, like he just said, at this stage in his career, to have freedom and still have fun. I mean, I, you can't ask for anything more than that. Let's isolate one word for a second, freedom. Okay. Mm-hmm. How much freedom do you think Edge had in the WWE? You know what, Bully? That's a great question because I don't... Let me ask you this because only you and Mark would be able to answer this question. 
does experience, does um, the length of time, does, you know, being a Hall of Famer, do those things factor in at all as far as freedom and creativity? Sure. So I'll put it back to you. How much freedom do you think Edge had in WWE? I would think he would have some freedom. Probably in the top 5% of the guys in the WWE when it comes to freedom. Mark, would you agree or disagree? I would agree. Okay. But he it's, still, defin- it's still not it's still not able to uh change the old man's mind when he has an idea of what he feels like should happen. Correct him on He's gonna he's gonna um he and Hunter and and everybody that's in the creative process, when it comes to what Vince and Hunter uh think and mainly Vince, does it, is it in line with what I said? You hear what I said? Is it in line with what I said? Oh, that's a great idea. That's something I didn't think about that. How do we make that work with what I said? (laughs) In, In the WWE, Dave, Edge had a lot of freedom but nowhere near what he is going to experience in AEW. And freedom equals fun. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. To 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 hear Edge compare the freedom and fun that he had had on his first night to how he felt on the indies. That's a big deal. You mel- You mean you had more fun? You felt that same level of fun that you felt on the indies? What, what about the entire WWE run? No, because the freedom in WWE also comes with a lot of stress and the weight of the world on your shoulders. Different in AEW. What's the one word that I always use when talking about AEW? You know, you talk about the fun of it. The fun factor. Yeah. That's for the fans and that's for for the boys. Okay. So Edge is going to be able to now go out there and do things the way he thinks that they should be done. And a guy who has been in many WrestleManias, who has been in two matches that stole the show at WrestleMania. He's got the brains to make sure that what he's going to do in AEW is not only going to make sense, but it's going to be fun. All right. So let me ask you this bully. Now that Adam Copeland is in the world of AEW and we saw that debut last night. And if you had to look at, what we're going to see moving forward. How impactful, how big is this acquisition by AEW to be able to get him? I think it's a huge acquisition for for AEW. That's why at the top of the show, I asked you guys, is this the biggest debt for AEW? You know, not including Chris Jericho, because Chris Jericho came with the original package. Yes. Who has been, who has been the biggest get for AEW? CM Punk. Up until last night, I believe, uh, it, I can't say sit here and say that Edge is bigger than Punk. I can't do it 
because I, I, I'd really have to. I, I guess I'd have to see numbers. This is All just right, well, a perception. How about this, a perception point. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I, I want. What about total package? Because with Punk, obviously, came some baggage. With with Edge, I would think that that's not going to be an issue. As a matter of fact, I would think it would be the opposite, right? He would bring a lot of goodwill and and teamwork. I'm I'm, you know, just guessing. There's zero baggage with yeah. Edge walking down the hall, just walking down the hallway. Okay. Punk has a certain demeanor towards him. Punk does it might not always come across like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Good to see you. Hope you're having a good day, blah, blah, blah. That's the way Edge is all the time. Edge is always yeah. smiling, good mood. He gives off that very nice or, you know, Edge is just a genuinely good guy. And as a matter of fact, Dave, I think the band of the night this Wednesday on Busted Open After Dark is going to be Pearl Jam, just for my good buddy Edge and because it'll probably piss you off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Billy, see, that's where I think you have to factor all of that in. You're you're a hundred percent right. I think if you announced, all right, Edge is making his debut in AEW this week, Wednesday. Make sure you're watching Dynamite because Edge is coming to AEW. And then what we saw with Rampage when Punk came back, I don't think the the debut of Edge would be bigger, ratings wise, eyes wise, than CM Punk coming back to the world of wrestling. But I think there's more you have to factor in than just that. I think you have to factor in the future of the company, the health of the company, the uh, what he's going to be able to do for your younger talent. You know, being able to put on matches with some of the veterans that he of people he's never stepped into the ring before. I think if you look at the entire picture of what he brings to the table, I think Edge may be bigger than CM Punk. What do you think, Mark? I think that they're different, but very similar in the gravity of the power that they have. And the power that they have over the fan is based off legitimacy and respect for their work. So now if you have Edge call out uh, Samoa Joe, he said he wanted to work with him, that he'd never been in the ring with him, it, it validates Joe, win, lose, or draw, if Edge goes and say, shakes their hand, bro, it's, it's validation. Say he said, you know what, man? This you the kid. Shit, I, I love the energy. I want, I, want, I want to feel it. And he goes in and has a match with you to win, lose, or draw. You bring all of the members of the combat club to the ring. They circle Edge, and they all extend their hands, and he shakes all of their hands. It validates all of them, and it validates Yuta. It's simple storytelling with all of these people. That is the difference between Edge and Punk. Punk is going to go and have a classic. The match is going to be mano a mano, and whoever comes out on top, they're going to get the love, they're going to get respect, 
you can, they can shake hands, and it's going to stay right there in the ring with them. But the but with Edge, Edge just just said it. He's about building the industry, not the credibility of the match with the individuals. So that he's going to work more towards how do I make people the fan base appreciate and respect the other guy and me giving him respect rather than being the face of the company and being the the biggest brand, which I. I I mean, both of those guys had that. And our Eddie Bully, we know he's going to get into the ring with Luchasaurus. He mentioned Nick Wayne. He mentioned, you know, Swerve Strickland. And then he mentioned names of people that I I was kind of surprised that he never got into the ring with. You know, never got into the ring with the John Moxley. Never got in in the ring with the Claudio. Uh, Obviously, a fantasy matchup with the Kenny Omega. Or even what we saw last night with him standing in the ring with Sting. There's Sting, you know, that represented WCW for all those years. And there's Edge, who represented the WWE for all those decades. So we're going to be able to see that mix of some fantasy matchups that we never thought we'd be able to see. But also him, like Jericho, was able to do, getting that younger talent over to the next level. And here is something that AEW really has going for them when it comes to Edge and his timeline and what they can get out of him. I think it's a no-brainer that wrestling fans all over the world would love to see Edge and Christian on the same page again. Yes or no? Yeah, I, I would think that oh, yeah. that's probably going to be the goal ultimately, right? And I, And I think wrestling fans are going to be clamoring for the day that they can see Edge and Christian standing across the ring from the Hardys one more time. Yes or no? Obviously, it's possible. Or the Bucks. And, uh, okay, and the Bucks or the Bucks. But, you know, Hardys, Edge and Christian, that's kind of like your nostalgia, big, big, you know, feel. Uh, You don't have to get to that for quite some time. To think that you have that in your back pocket and you can play that hand in a year, a year and a half, two years down the road, provided everybody stays healthy. Look at all of the things you have in Edge as a singles guy before you even have to go to that fantasy uh, matchup or that fantasy moment. Because Edge and Christian standing across from the Hardys you advertise that you're probably going to sell out an arena and you'll have a, this is awesome chant before anybody says a word or touches. So there is a lot to do with edge. All of these single stories, matchups, everything before you ever get to the, to the fantasy stuff. And that's a, that's a huge positive for AEW right now when it comes to this one talent because not many guys out there are known for a legendary singles career and a legendary tag career and edge has both and i think bully stories and knowing that you're gonna have edge every single week then you know that you're gonna be able to tell some really good stories with edge as well go ahead mark Uh, i also think that um edge is one of the few people that he can he can actually go out there with the microphone 
entertain the people, and then just say like, you know what, man, you, I I want I want to have a match with you, and and it not be like uh, any context of good or evil, because he will bring that out in the match. But you remember the scene in Rocky when Apollo Creed tells Rocky, "Hey, man." I'm going to get you where you need to be. I'm going to get you back to the mountaintop, but you're going to owe me a favor. That kind of thing you can do with Edge because he is glib and wants to do that kind of thing. You can't do that with everybody. Everybody can't pull that off. That's the thing about Edge that I feel like is going to be a really big deal with making matches that, uh, that benefit the business is because he's going to make that happen just because he can, and it's and it's going to be easy for him. Eight, seven, and to Mar- oh. Dave, real right. quick, to Mark's point, with the, keeping it simple, uh, can you imagine Edge just walk walking up to uh, Samoa Joe or Claudio, whoever it is? Re- remember, the scene, uh, uh, remember the scene? Remember the scene? Sal Bandini, want to wrestle? Can you imagine Ed just walking up to guys that'd be a fantasy matchup and go, Adam Copeland, want to wrestle? The beauty in that simplicity of people seeing Edge standing across from Samoa Joe, no pomp and circumstance, no fanfare. I'm Adam Copeland. Want to wrestle? As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible? After a hard day in the ring, a Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts, or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. I want to uh, read some tweets that Adam Copeland sent out uh, last night after Wrestle Dream. Okay? And I, I'm going to read them to you, and I want to get your thoughts, Bully, and I want to get your thoughts, Mark. As some of you, and he, and he sent this out about 2 a.m. Eastern time last night. Now, don't forget that um, they're in Seattle, so... Um, as some of you may not know, I'm no longer with WWE. My new home is AEW. I'm excited. Whole new roster. Some familiar faces that I wanted to work with again. And a whole set of first ever matches. New challenges. And if you followed my career, you know that's what I've always been driven by. But first and foremost, I want to address my 25 years with the WWE. I love WWE and appreciate everything the company did for me. Always have, always will. They put me on the map, gave me amazing opportunities, and though hard work on both ends, I've been supplied with a wonderful, let's see, um, wonderful life. Hell, WWE helped me meet the woman I'd start my family with. Sometimes relationships just grow apart. And I feel the WWE and I have just outgrown each other. Sounds very familiar, Bully, to what you said earlier in the show. They didn't have much more for me to do. Simple as that. And that's okay. I'll still be watching and still be supporting all my friends there. I don't buy into this odd mentality of one company or the other. It's weird. If you took offense to that, take a walk. Get some fresh air and soak up some sunshine. It's wrestling. An amazing gig, but still, it's wrestling. Relax. It's supposed to be fun. And it's just a segment of the fans, not most fans, and definitely not the performers. Within the industry, we all know that more choices is better for everyone and pushes us all to be better. As a wrestling fan, which I still am, it's exciting. That's where viable companies providing wrestling on national and worldwide platforms. If you're actually a fan of wrestling and not acronyms, that should make you happy too. 
I guess what I'm trying to say is this, if you appreciated my work, you still can, no matter what the initials are, because I'll still be busting my ass every time I'm out there. This ride isn't over just yet. Just try to have fun like it should be, because trust me, I'll be having fun every time I'm out there in an AEW ring. Let's go. So first, Mark, what are your thoughts after hearing from Edge and his tweets last night? Dave, what does it sound like? Sounds like what we say here on Busted Open. It sounds Open. like Busted Open. And, 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 it, and it would come from a guy that actually listens to this show. It's about making the business better. That one company and having multiple companies do real well is great for business. The business, not, not individual business, but the business of professional wrestling. And I'm so glad that he typed that out. You know, sometimes anything, normally when you, when you post something at 2 a.m., uh, you might have to go with the Herm Edward rule. It's okay to type it. Just don't press send. Yep. But I'm glad he pressed send because that's the kind of message that needs to be held uh, to wrestling fans. All you, all you wrestling fans that, that want angst, that want Edge to cut a promo how the WWE wronged him, you didn't get it. You're not going to get it because that's not who Edge is. Now the AEW fans get to find out who Edge is. The ones that weren't WWE fans, the ones that, um, for whatever reasons, drew a line in the sand and says, like, we've had callers like that. I don't watch it. So now the people like that, y'all going to get to see Edge, and you're going to love him. Just watch. Yeah, and, and, and Bully, like, again, we always talk about the tribalism in pro wrestling and, um, you know, AEW and WWE fans going back and forth at each other. It's different. AEW and the WWE are different, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and I'm very interested to see what Adam Copeland's going to be doing in the world of AEW. I like Venom. I like Poison. I like Rush. I like Kiss. They're all bands. They just have different versions of rock and metal. WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan, NWA, all pro wrestling, just different versions of it. So the part where Adam talks about the tribalism and dear God on social media, is it bad? Is it bad with WWE fans and AEW fans and the back and forth, the back and forth? There are certain aspects of the WWE I love. There are certain aspects I don't like so much. There are certain aspects of AEW I love. There are certain aspects I don't like so much. Is what it is. There's no reason why you can't like both companies. And for AEW's sake, I hope, actually not for AEW's sake, for the professional wrestling industry's sake, I hope Edge supporters who used to watch him religiously in the WWE give watch him on AEW and give AEW a shot. Bully, you 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 hit it the nail on the head. 
And I always have to take stuff back to food. I love salmon. I, I, I even I even love smoked salmon. But I don't like salmon croquettes. It's repulsive to me. So there's a way that you can enjoy what you love. And it'd be the same thing, just prepared different. Our fans, guys, I'm talking to you when I say this. Please diversify your love for pro wrestling. And don't so much worry about who's putting it on the plate, but just take the plate and enjoy it. It's all pro wrestling, Mark. Like, And that's the thing, like, you know, back in the day when I first started watching it, there was the WWF, the NWA, and the AWA. I preferred the NWA the most, but I still watched the WWF and the AWA. They were very, very different, and I preferred one more than the others, but I still watched the others. I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Like, is there that much of a difference between what we're seeing from one company to the other? It's still pro wrestling. It's presented differently. There's different aspects of it. They they tell their stories differently, and the action could be a little bit different, but it's still pro wrestling at the end of the day. So I, I don't understand, like, you have to be a fan of just one company, and you can't watch anything else. I, I'll never bully. I will never understand that kind of mentality. It just it just doesn't make any kind of sense to me at all. There is there is plenty of stuff on both shows for all pro wrestling fans to enjoy. And the thing that boggles my mind about AEW fans, and I've talked about this before, is AEW fans were the original NXT fans. So how could you not like like what NXT is giving you? These AEW fans just didn't pop up out of nowhere. No, it's I I think it started with Ring of Honor and then it went to the black and gold of NXT and then it turned into AEW and then sure. and then seeing even like the WWE fans like it's like well, it's the WWE, they're the major leagues, and that's it. Everything else is minor leagues. All right, so if you watch the NFL, you're not going to watch college football. You're not going to enjoy. It's still football. Like, I, I just don't, again, I just don't understand that mentality. And to be able to have a company that's being able to, to, to do it in arenas, like, again, we haven't seen that in over two decades. That's something we should celebrate as pro wrestling fans. Very frustrating to me. And, and Mark, and guys, I'm not going to roll a grenade in the room, but I'm going to, you know, take something that Mark said because I'm almost positive we have completely different um, takes on what I'm about to bring up. Mark, I would imagine that Brian Danielson versus Zach Sabre Jr. was salmon for you last night, correct? Yes, sir. For me, it was salmon croquettes. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app. 
free for most subscribers. Mark, I think how we felt about Zach Sabre Jr. and Brian Danison is going to be different than what Bully thought of. And it's funny, after that match, uh, I was thinking about a match that I saw back in February of 1985 at the Meadowlands. And it was a match between Bob Backlund and Billy Robinson, which was an amazing technical masterpiece between those two. But during that match, the crowd turned and they started chanting boring. And I was like, how could people be chanting boring? This match is insane. It's incredible because you have two amazing amateur slash technical wrestlers and Billy Robinson and Bob Backlund just countering move after move. And I thought it was phenomenal. But the crowd didn't take. Last night, Mark, we saw another great technical masterpiece between Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr., Differences between that match I saw in 1985 was that the crowd actually ate that match up. I loved that match last night. And it's going to be on my short list of matches that I thought were matches of the year. <coughs> I, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, we had bullies say that that was Sam Crow. It kept for him. But you know what? That's the thing. This it, is opinion. It's, it's, it's how you consume it. Uh, I love grappling. Uh, I love Watching counters to um, Dean Malenko had a match one time that I, I saw that it did that. It, it was just like one reversal after another, uh, him and Eddie Guerrero. And that's when I think my love for that style of match came to be. Um, Brian and, and, and Sabre. Uh, man, that, that was one of my fantasy matches when we did our fantasy matchup show. And who, what would you like to see? Oh, Zach Sabre Jr. and, and Brian Danielson. Uh, and I got, to, I got to see it. And I think uh, for Brian Danielson, that's might have been for at least for him, one of the reasons why he wanted to go to AEW because it would give him the freedom to have matches like that because he wouldn't have been able to do that in the world of the WWE and bully. You always say that pro wrestling is like a buffet. Obviously that would have been a dish. Uh, you would have skipped. That's what I normally would have thought. And I went through a lot of different feelings, uh, in that match last night. So let me try to oof, in three minutes, explain it to you. Um, Danielson is a phenomenal Matt wrestler. Zach Sable Jr. Phenomenal Matt wrestler. I cannot do what Zach Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson do. They are so damn good at their craft. Dave, if you remember back to COVID era, when we got those matches between Riddle and who is the other guy with the missing tooth? Oh, um, geez. Uh, uh, yeah, Tim right. Timothy Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher. Thank you, Mark. I, I, thank you, Mark. I was not a fan of that style, that catch wrestling, that grappling, that reversal. Never a fan of it. Not very entertaining. But I'll be damned if those two guys didn't make it entertaining for me. And I found myself wanting to watch more of it. But last night, I watched Danielson and Sabre, and I'm like, I am just not into this one. And then I realized why. There was no struggle. Thatcher and Riddle showed me struggle in their style. 
Zach Sabre did not have that. It almost looked too clean, too perfect, too good. And I think the lack of the struggle is what made it not as entertaining for me. I know that match was entertaining to everybody else, and they loved it, and five stars and screamed to the top of my list, but it just wasn't my taste because there was no in-between. There was no struggle to fight. Zack Sabre barely had a glisten of sweat on him when that match was over. I just didn't feel like it was a fight, a wrestling match that had something more to it than what I got. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league, or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Here we are on a Monday talking about a new NXT champion. Because I got to be honest with you, I didn't think Carmelo Hayes was going to lose. But yet Ilya Dragunov gets the pinfall and is your new NXT champion. But how good was it, though? Oh, it was amazing. And, and, and the whole point is anything can happen in pro wrestling. And, and like once we get two... Stuck in, well, this is the way it's supposed to go. This is the way it always goes. And then you get this, it just renews the love for pro wrestling because it puts you in suspended belief. It, 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 it makes you enjoy what you're seeing, not what you're programmed to do. All right, so let me ask you this. And the only reason why I bring it up because I brought it up on Friday with Thunder. Do you think with Ilya Dragunov beating Carmelo Hayes that we might see Carmelo Hayes move to the main roster? Uh, that's kind of like the, been the M.O. that the WWE has done. But it's, it's not necessarily what's going to happen. Um, I feel like it, it may be time, in my opinion, for Carmelo to go because now Trick is getting his shine and you need people to have other people get the attention. And sometimes if you're around, especially a former partner, it's hard for you to get individual shine. And Trick, I think Trick needs the light shined on him because he's still not taking it yet entrance fire body incredible work rate okay but i see improvement every week just like i see uh improvement with julia like trick is in that category of most improved wrestlers so, I mean, you know, I, I just keep looking forward to seeing what he's going to do every week. And the uh, process of of, attra of subtraction um, 
might be beneficial to him. And, and you know what? Trick's over with the crowd now. You know, yeah. Trick may be as over with the crowd as Carmel Hayes is over with the crowd. So maybe yeah, that I'll, could I'll be say, something. Yeah. That could be a story moving forward between those two. Uh, Bully, what are your thoughts? Say, yeah. Bully, your thoughts of Ilya as champion? And I know it, like it's tough to look at things this way, but you have to because it is NXT. Do you see Carmella moving to the main roster anytime soon? You caught me in the middle of a sneeze. Okay, bless, <laughs> no, no, bless no. you. Bless no, thank you. Um, Mark said something that really stuck out to me that I have to agree with, and based on this reason alone, I would leave him in NXT for a little while longer. Mark, what word did you use to describe his work rate? Okay. And if it's just okay, why rush him to the main roster? Yeah, but that yeah. I mean, but 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 Mark, that was for Trick. He, not he was for talking Carmelo. about Carmelo. Carmelo's, yeah, I'm talking about Carmelo. Uh, work rate is fantastic. Yeah. My bad. Okay. My bad. I thought you were referring I'm to I'm talking Carmelo. about Trick. Okay. So trick, trick is still developing because I, I can look at him and see when he's listening. Carmelo on the main roster by himself? Yes, sir. Would, yes, sir. Twice on and how Sunday. And how would you bring him up? Doing the same exact thing that he's doing now? You bring him no. up by himself? No? No, I, I, would, I would change some things because I feel like he's more uh, Shawn Michaels-esque than um, anybody that they brought up recently, he he needs he needs the bells and whistles too. Do you think he gets lost in the shuffle? If they don't give him the bells and whistles and the the pomp and circumstances, you always say that 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 the the as they say in Louisiana, that little something else. Like if they don't do that he's going to get lost in the sauce. Then how about saving him for the rumble and giving him some quality eliminations, uh, um, i.e. a Maven Undertaker elimination? Oh, yeah. Wow, Bully. Come on now. That's good if you, looking. If you, well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, debut him in the rumble as one of those NXT guys that comes up. Give him either one really great elimination that nobody would ever see coming that he could hang his hat on or give him a bunch of eliminations or give him like a record. Like this NXT call-up had more eliminations than anybody else from NXT. But I loved the Maven taker elimination. Unfortunately, and, and Maven has told us on record Maven kind of screwed things up for himself. But if you ever had Carmelo eliminate somebody of na big name recognition, that's how you move forward with him. So you're not just calling an NXT talent up and hoping he swims. You give him a reason to survive. That's how I would do it. Yeah, hey, Carmelo Hayes yeah. to me is a star. Like he's 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 a star. What do you think of Ilya Dragunov, Mark, as your new NXT champion? I think uh, a guy that can work with anybody, a guy that's incredibly intense. I mean, damn, like 
Chris Benoit intense. I mean, like just jump off the page intensity and emotion. Like you have an emotional tie with him every match he has because he wears it on his sleeve. I, I love people like that. It's, it's, there's no miscommunication in what you see when he walks in the ring and he starts from a lockup to a finish. Like, you know who Dragon Off is. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm interested in this new chapter with NXT as uh, Ilya Dragunov goes forward as your champ, Bully. It, you know what? I, 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 Ilya's been doing um, a, a tremendous job. I enjoyed when he was on Busted Open and we interviewed him. He has a very, um, I'm going to take it and not wait around for you mm -hmm. to give it to me attitude which in this yep. business is very, very important because it's it's very much if I'm going to get myself over. I'm not going to wait for you to write something to get me over. I'm going to go out there with whatever you wrote for me, write this very second, and I'm going to get it over now. But I still keep thinking about this entire roster and all the talent that's on it. Let me ask you guys this. With all of the NXT talent, Dave, remember when you said Charlotte was head and shoulders above everybody else in the division? Yes. Would it be fair to say that Tiffany Stratton at this moment is head and shoulders above anybody else on the NXT roster? Yes. Women. Women, yeah. I'm going to include the men, Mark. Would, would you still agree or disagree? I would disagree. Okay. Who would you put up there at Stratton's level? Carmelo? Carmelo for sure. Dragunov. Uh, Braun Breaker. Um, and, and one of the things that I meant to mention to y'all about this, this show was the improvement of the Creed brothers. Like, the, the, the stuff that they did was not rookie shit. Like, that, that tag match... Um, or combination tag, whatever you want to call it. Like, it was complicated as hell. The memory that you need to, to, to have a match like they had, the execution that was, was, was on point. Maybe one or two things people were out of place for, but the talent compensated for them being out of alignment. I, I was like, shit, go ahead, y'all. Standing over for Mark Henry. Like, they gave me that, you know, the, the work of, you know, I'm um, brother's injured, and he's on one leg, and he's hopping around, he's doing everything, and he's still selling. Bro, like, they were fucking on point, and they all need to be applauded for it. And that's why it's hard to say head and, and shoulders above, because there was like eight people involved. <laughs> so I can't tell you you head and shoulders above. No problem. You mentioned another name, Braun Breaker. About six months ago, my assessment on Braun, which you agreed with, Mark, what he was, I said he's too one-dimensional. Do you think he's taken steps to get some more layers up underneath him? I do. I, I love to see the fact that they're giving him the mic, that they're allowing him to have a little bit more of um, – um, personality and his entrance and 
being involved in, in backstage segments and stuff that's not just pro wrestling, not just wrestling in the ring. And, and he, cause he's going to need to do that. And I, I told you, bully, I sat right next to you in Los Angeles. And I said, bro, where is your confidence? You remember that? When we interviewed I him, said, yes. you better stop shaking my hand. Like I'm, I'm above you. You better shake my hand. Like I'm a contemporary. Was he just a little too humble? Yes, he's way too humble. I mean, respectful, I'll take. I'll take it. His daddy raised him right. He called us sir. He shook our hand. He looked us in the face. But the swagger's got to change when when it comes to the work. When you're meeting us and the microphone is not on, the humble and respectful is great. But when that microphone comes on, you got to leave that on the back burner and you got to turn yes, into an LA night or you got to turn into a Tiffany Stratton. One of the things that I loved about Tiffany Stratton on this show was no fear. I've been the, the one of the things that I've said about Tiffany Stratton from day one, she has no fear. And I want to see that at a brawn. I want to see that over the top, eyes wide open, like you just put two eight balls in each nostril. I want to see that wide-eyed, crazy killer. I want to see that Steiner personality come forward. Or, or the confidence that Tiffany has, where she said, "Listen, I, I, I see. I look in the mirror. I see I'm a pretty girl." I, I see how I got, I got things that other people don't have. Like, I love the confidence to be able to say that. But also to follow it up with, but that's not what I want people to recognize me from. I want people to recognize me from my greatness. And when you put yourself in the spot of my greatness, that's confidence. So I want that. I want it. I want all of it. And it's it's like when you like the the same thing I said about uh, the first time that uh, I was out somewhere uh, at an AEW event, like a, a charity event, and Jay Cargill walked in the room. Everybody in the room went like this. Who is that? Like is that is that some? Look, Tiffany has that. Yeah. When she walk in the room, they who's that? Co- is, is they- that a talent? They command the spotlight. They don't demand the spotlight. They command it, meaning the spotlight finds them. They don't walk into a room and try to take over the room. They just take over the room. But think about about the two people that you mentioned, Braun Breaker and Tiffany Stratton. Braun Breaker just came off a story with Baron Corbin. Tiffany Stratton's in a story with Becky Lynch. That's main roster talent that's been there, done that. So how do you get them to the next level? You put Braun Breaker with a Baron Corbin, and you put a Tiffany Stratton with a Becky Lynch. That's how you get to the next level. Experience. Yeah, you don't wait, but you don't wait to just throw them on the main roster. You have it happen now in NXT. Yes. Yeah, And, and we said this all the time, Dave. Iron sharpens iron. You have to be in there with people better than you. You, That's the only way that it works. And it's a lot smarter to bring top talent 
down to NXT to to sharpen that iron and to take the NXT talent and put them on the main roster. Because once you throw them in the deep end, that fear factor can kick in and you can become overwhelmed by it. I'd rather them be in the comfort of NXT and have the talent like Becky or Corbin come down. It's a lot easier to get acclimated. And and then bully. The there way- are some people who get dumped into that main roster. When you get thrown into the deep end, call Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, Dave. It becomes so overwhelming for some talents, especially talents that were brought up in the business. Maybe if they were trained at the wrong wrestling school or don't have a lot of time in the business for their skin to be toughened up and their personalities to be hardened to deal with the main roster, they get thrown in, Dave. They are a deer in the headlights, and they are screwed from day one. And and Tiffany and Braun Breaker are in their comfort zone. This is the world that they know. This is what they're comfortable with. But, I think you meant Becky, right? Yeah. Uh, no. I, no. I'm sorry. I'm saying Tiffany and Braun Breaker. They're in the world that they're comfortable with. They're still within the walls of yes. NXT. Yes. Yes. So this. So you know. And listen, they're getting acclimated. That show, I don't know how many people were there, but it wasn't the 250 people at the Performance Center. They're in front of a few thousand people in an arena for, you know, for a premium live event. That's a that's a big deal. Tiffany Stratton is working with Becky Lynch and posting pictures on social media, hanging out with Charlotte Flair and working with Charlotte Flair on house shows. That's, You're gonna tell me they don't got plans for this girl, but I also feel like this is the beauty bully of of this new version of NXT because this isn't what was happening with the black and gold brand. I really feel like Triple H he wanted to make his own territories. He wanted to make you know different brands, and this was an extension of the WWE. So when you had people go from the black and gold brand to the main roster, there was a disconnect. I don't think there's that disconnect anymore because now you're bringing both worlds into one another and they're colliding right now. And I think it's acclimation and this is only going to help the NXT brand. And I, and I think very, very slowly at a pace where you might not be able to recognize or see NXT is going to turn back into the black and gold brand. It happened whoa. to a. Say again, Mark. I said, "Whoa, that's a, that's a hot take." Originally, but- it was done too quickly, and too much in a way where it was Triple H's black and gold brand. This is my NXT. This is my blah 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 blah. Wait a minute, pal. Don't forget, it's still mine. And there's a perception out there that you lost. And we don't lose. I think maybe lessons were learned. And now it's just going to be a more steady, gradual way of going about bringing that black and gold, not era back, but black and gold work mentality and type of show. But but even if it never reaches those heights, because those are extreme heights that the black and gold brand hit bully, it's going to be beneficial for the world of the WWE. Like you're, not, I don't. I would have to think that when we see 
wrestlers move from NXT to the main roster, I don't. I think we're going to have a lot more successes than failures. That was hit those extreme heights. It hit those extreme heights because NXT became the alternative, and that's where all of the AEW fans right now were hanging out at NXT because it was presented as an alternative. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.